0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pokemon (laughs) Podcast. It's super effective.
1: I'm your host- Bonus!
0: Bonus!
1: A bonus episode, (laughs) y'all!
0: I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg.
1: I'm back from the land of Indianapolis. The land of hot box pizza. Did you get it? The no! Gross! Oh, you know my. I don't like hot box pizza? So good. Uh, <laughs> it's not Gra- good!
0: Greg was in Indiana. Uh, and I was. Then, uh Me, Will, and Karina recorded this normal week's episode, although it was, it was two hours long because there was a lot to say of nine minutes. And I'm sure there will be plenty to say next week in our normal episode, but figured that this would be a good bonus episode and then Greg can express their uh thoughts on the paldea region without needing to stress about the other news there is actually quite a bit of news that happened this week prior to the next episode so we have to tackle that as well
1: time to list and air up my grievances
0: (laughs) i was thinking of the format of how we do this just so we we're we're, there's like structure i guess we'll go through we'll we'll structure like the the press release here so they, they start off saying that the region is Paldea. They say the name. They say the largest city is Mesagoza. I'm probably saying that wrong. We know the names of the academies, which is not a surprise. It's you know, nope. gr- grape or orange. <laughs> it's
1: orange and grape. Our two favorite flavors of Kool-Aid. Welcome to Paldea.
0: So let's start there. How do you, do you feel about that overall theme or 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 words they started to apply to this region?
1: I I think... The map looks incredible. Like it is a very vibrant, multi leveled map, which sold. I like the Paldea region, although uh because of Top Chef. So Paella is a dish, it's a Spanish dish. And there's a chef on top chef that always said paella, paella. So now I can only look at paldea and every time I say it I go Paldea for the same reason. There's, there's a, lot a lot of top of chef in your house, correct? There's a lot of Top Chef in my house. We have watched a lot of (laughs) Top Chef for two people who don't cook. Uh, We watch a lot of that. I think what they showed looked great, right? There were a lot of levels. It was pretty. It was bright. It was vibrant. These are the things I want from my game. It wasn't a monotone nightmare. I was hoping for something other than a Rotom phone. But Hey, they put an extra
0: camera on that Rotom phone.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the Rotom phone, what, 3
0: yeah, oh, Gosh, I don't know at this they point. Need to
1: have, they need to have Professor Terror come out in a big black turtleneck and talk about the Rotom.
0: You know, to be fair, though, like the whole X receiver Rotom phone poke, like it, they don't, I don't need no. my no. menus to have a gimmick. It's fine.
1: <laughs> also, how dare you not know that Lysander made the Hollowcaster? The most important part of X and Y. Oh, is that what the it's Holocaster? called? What's the, yeah. X,
0: the X transceiver? Is that black black and white? X
1: transceiver is black and white. X but also they have the sound. C gear
0: in black and white.
1: Yeah, because the X transceiver was the phone part, which is why that's my text. So if you send me a text message and I actually have my phone off silent, it does the X transceiver call sound.
0: Oh. We live in a world where people still have that on. I have all. Like- no, I've,
1: I have mine on silent all the time. But oh, okay. Occasionally, I realize that I tur- when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I didn't put my phone back on silent. Oop.
0: The only time I'm, I was like unmuting my phone was like when I was playing Clash Royale back in the day because I needed to hear. The only time I'm
1: unmuting my phone is if I if there is a reel that I want to watch and hitting the uh, unmute thing didn't work and I have to turn my sound back on and I forgot to turn it off.
0: I'm pretty sure with like TikTok, you don't need to unmute; it just plays. No, right? it just plays. Yeah, it just
1: overrides your own personal settings.
0: I think that's fine.
1: Uh, Mesa Goza looks like a cool city. Uh, it's probably where it's probably your base city, like it's where your... you probably get a lot of quests. You go back to your school. You meet Lumios. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, sold.
0: Characters, uh, they got Clavel, Jock, Arvin, Penny. Gresha, we got five characters to go through. Greg, you pick your order.
1: Gresha is my Peldean boyfriend. I always have whenever region. I am picking Gresha. Um, We're picking early. The, yeah, well, I mean, you got to <laughs> lock in because there's a lot of thirsty people out there who try. Like people tried to steal Milo from me, and I had, I could point to the time timestamp when I claimed Milo, and I still claim Milo. Although the one daddy biologist with the big hair that everybody loves, <laughs> I'm also kind of into him.
0: I don't know. We're allowed to say that word on the show.
1: Yeah, uh, look, we're allowed to say a lot of things. So let's start with what I think, uh, who I think Penny is. Because you didn't touch on the one trope that has been a part of Pokemon history. And that Penny is the child of the leader of whatever adversary team exists.
0: Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, that is a that is a trope. The, so Penny the...
1: <laughs> doesn't show up because Penny's embarrassed of... Their parents, because their parents are are potentially bad people or misunderstood, because they drive around in a Paldean day and explode bus, causing ruckus. Oh, you think Penny, Penny wants might be to live quietly? To the
0: bus.
1: Yeah, I think the bus is the. I think the bus is the adversarial team. I think they're the troublemakers. They're the loud people. They're the team scream of this. <laughs> version.
0: <laughs> it's not October yet. You can't scare anyone. Uh,
1: well, I mean, this comes out after October, so...
0: So you think the, you think the bus is the bad guy, and Penny might be yeah. related to said bus? Yep.
1: Yes. Because the bus has a very strong electrical feel to it, it's like Disney's Electrical Parade coming on screen. She has a strong electrical theme on her pants. Her hair is scarlet and violet, meaning... You know she's not tied strongly to either school. Like whichever
0: school you pick, version, your
1: yeah, she is. She represents that school one way or the other, right? And she's torn between the two. And she is carrying an EV pack back, which means she has not decided what she wants to be yet in the future. So there's all this sort of symbolism in what Penny is. But I think Penny is related to.
0: It reminds me of how like they kind of built up Marnie. And then, like, the twist yeah. of Marnie was like, oh, my brother is the gym leader.
1: I mean, they- I think the twist of Marnie was, I want to be famous, but I don't want these people to <laughs> be my supporters. She did not like Team Yell. They were really annoying.
0: I mean, that was, that's, like, the one thing I agree with people with Sword and Shield. You have, you have like, this bad team, Team Yell, which isn't actually the bad team. The bad team is whatever Rose's company was called. rose
1: Rose corporation oh yeah the the
0: corporation (laughs) where they were using like steel type pokemon and like yeah very actually you you kind of had to pay attention because they they barely mentioned the rose corporation gosh i can't remember their their trainer names had like a certain like beauty or 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 hiker or whatever i can't remember what their. i know they had like a tv station anyways
1: but like that plot line was bad it it was (laughs) It (laughs) it made no sense
0: You know, you get to the, you get to the, like, the pretty much a single hallway, which is Team Yell's town, and you're just like, we're, corners were cut here, right? Like, why is this just a hallway with a Pokemon center? Like, this is not actually a town. It is literally a hallway for your Marnie slash Piers reveal was it super great. Like, there maybe should have been a focus here.
1: I think the reason why they did the hallway was to stress that they have no resources, right? They aren't given... They can't... You can't Dynamax there. It's run down. It's locked away. I think I think they were trying to reinforce the fact that you should feel bad for people who come in this town because there's nothing there. They, ha- they have nothing. They don't have any ability to Dynamax. They don't have a big Pokemon Center. They have... Just the basics, and these people are still trying the best they can. Um, It was sort of a little bit of storytelling through what it's like to be in a town that has nothing. I don't know that it was that successful because, in practicality, you just walked down a long hallway. And if you got like the scenery was cool, but it's still just a straight shot. Which I mean it's a design choice I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I do think it was deliberate in to show that hey they don't have anything here it, this is a hard up town, yeah, but I think they did that better in Sun and moon
0: with what the Aether Foundation
1: uh no Guzma's place like I think they did the the sort of beat up outcast town better in Sun and moon yeah, it had a bigger impact in sun and moon. And even in cinnamon, it was pretty much a straight shot. Like you could have had to follow the path, and then you got inside the mansion. And it was then, a straight
0: shot in the sense of like shot. it was very linear. Like, they just made yeah. you go left and right.
1: <laughs> right, they made you go left and right, and that was about it. And in this, and in is in that town, you have to go through alleyways, but it's the only way to go. Right, like both of them are very minimalist designs. Um. And I, I hope they do not continue that here, but they will.
0: We got Arvin and Jacques and Clavel.
1: Uh, Arvin will be like me, who will have a ham sandwich team, which is two Fidos and Lechonk in the middle. That's what we're going with. <laughs> uh, Arvin will maybe have a Smolliv, but I'm still anti so, um I like Arvin's design. I think it's interesting that they're already basically saying this is the person that's going to teach you how to cook things, whatever that is who Jacques was the other is your homeroom teacher. I think Jacques is really the person that you'll interact with more than the professors. I have a feeling the professors will be a once in a while thing. And Jacques is going to be the person that will say, Hey, follow this plot line. Hey, go catch these things. Hey, go over here. Hey, here's your town map. I think Jacques will take the place of like your father. I don't know if we've even seen that you have a parent. You may yeah. just be sent here for boarding school. I feel like right? the only like, game
0: they made a big deal about your parents was X and Y because they were like your mom was yeah. a well, I guess a little bit in Diamond well, and Pearl too because they're like your and mom's a, a contest. Bit in,
1: well, and they did uh, in um, Sun and Moon. Your mom was divorced and moving to Alola. Did they say divorce? Well, kind of <laughs> <laughs> like the, it's it's there subtly that that your family broke up and she's getting a new start. And then Clavel? I think Clavel is the fake-out villain. Like, Clavel gives Faba vibes, and so I think we are meant to believe that ultimately this person will be the bad guy, the bad leader. I think that's a fake.
0: I mean, Faba was bad, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Faba Faba was bad, Lusamine was bad. Like, all of these people were ultimately bad, and I think I I, I am hoping that uh they it's a fake out. I will say, though, whatever you want to say about Clavel, the choice of Pokeballs, all Premier Balls and all Premier Balls only, solid. I mean, I don't care how bad you are, you have good taste. That's true. You have excellent taste. Maybe he's, also it's maybe weird because I have a champion. friend at work whose last name is Clavel. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh. Okay, he I, he could be the champion. Like that is possible. It could be that you have to graduate by beating Clavel. Yeah, I, I I do think that is an option. Um, and that he that Clavel is styled to look like a villain. But I I I am leaning more towards champion or last part of the elite four. Like I could see honestly the elite four being the two professors. Clavel and your homeroom teacher to get you to graduate from school and then Nimona as the final champion or upper graduation like they may be leaning away from because it's a heavy school theme from champion to graduation slash elite four type thing
0: yeah there's just like zero doubt in my mind you don't battle a dude that has six pokeballs on his waist
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You <laughs> battle this. Like, you battle Clavel at some point. You have to.
0: Yeah, whether that's, like, post-game or graduation or champion or yeah. mid-story. Yeah. There's just no way you bat- you don't battle this dude. Uh, I mean,
1: if towards the end, well, again, we say end, whatever that means, in, in how they've decided to design this game, <laughs> which I have strong questions about, uh, with the three plot lines that Are gonna happen. Oh, let's, yeah. Whatever those look like.
0: Let's talk about those. They made a big deal of saying
1: three, count them one, two, three stories, Greg. Not not once, not twice, but thrice will you take on plot lines (laughs) of our Paldea region. Did you Um, think the
0: Sword and Shield plot line was so good? We're gonna give it to you thrice.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot, I'll say this. I have concerns about how the plot lines are going to interact and what that means for the open world because i cannot think of a game where the mobs in the world slide as you level and the only example we final have is the yeah not but they're still zoned and it's still not not really um so I final fantasy 8 it,
0: everything levels with you and that's why people hated it
1: no, I mean they, they go in chunks, um. But like you you easily out level that game, easily out level in that game. There's a there's a point at that game where like literally once you had maxed everything out, you were just pointing at things and blowing things up. <laughs> like, it, you you could still out level. So, if we look at the wild area, levels increased once you got a badge. So there's no plot line yes. in Pokemon that doesn't involve battling. So my question is, is, will the other plot lines have benchmarks that will raise the level of the world? Or are they only tying it to gym badges, so it's going to be very possible to overlevel doing the other plot lines and come back and be like, well, everything's a breeze to catch because I'm going to save the thing that raises the level caps until the last thing. So I'm going to do all the gyms last, and then it's going to be easy for me to run around the world and catch this first wave of everything. And then I'll just slowly increment do it, but I will always be over level. Um, So I'm kind of concerned about how they're going to do the balance of the world versus the three plot lines. And what it depends what those three plot lines are. But I'm concerned about how they're going to keep the wild Pokemon levels and gym levels matching where you are at in the game if it is once again going to be tied to...
0: So I think the th- I think the three plot lines are... We, we know two of them, right? We know that yeah. one is the treasure hunt, which yep. is very ambiguous. And one is the gym badges. Gyms. And the I would I would guess I would safely guess that the third one is something school related, uh, uh, akin to completing your Pokedex, and that is a very reasonable plot line I would say because Legends' yeah. plot line was complete your Pokedex yeah. that, that that was the gist of like what you needed. It, there was no gym badges. There was no like right. It was it was beat. It was complete your Pokedex. In in Sword and Shield, when you got to the wild area, you're right, and I kind of forgot about that. Every time you got a gym badge, the Pokemon in the wild area would scale up. Yep. And how the Isle of Armor worked was if you had less than eight gym badges, everything in the Isle of Armor would be like level 15, level 20. And then if you had yep. eight gym badges, everything would be level 60. wasn't yep. particularly great, but that's how they decided to scale in yeah. that game for whatever reason. The other thing that I think a lot of People who might not even listen to the show, I would say, I, I wouldn't say if you listen to the show, you're a hardcore fan, but, um, nowhere are a
1: bigger fan than most. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> nowhere does the game ever tell you this or nowhere no. did like Sarah B say this or anything. But if you in the wild area in sword and shield, if you ran into a level 16 oddish and you had a level 15 Pokemon, it was inherently harder to catch. Yep. Um, and I spent like a, like a seven hour stream, like testing this because like it didn't seem right until I was like, I'm purposely going to bring a level 60 Pokemon. I'm purposely going to bring a level 10 Pokemon. Does this affect other areas? But it was true. It, they made it harder to catch Pokemon if you were under leveled, even if yeah. it was just an Oddish or uh, a Rookie D. Um, yeah. And so I could see them doing that here because yeah. I mean,
1: there's no reason to believe that, that they aren't going to keep those functions right like they prove that it works in the wild area so there's very little reason to think that they're going to stray from that formula here so, so qu- I do I, yeah I have a concern about how the world will scale
0: but that and that concern only matters until you beat the game and then it doesn't right. actually matter anymore. and then it doesn't
1: matter at all I mean it does like if you're going out Leveling uh at battles matters a little because, you know, if you forgot about how hard it is to catch and you're trying to level up Pokemon and then you get run into a shiny, like okay, like I'm gonna have almost no luck catching this. So it it is to it is still a factor post game. It's just not as big of a factor post game. so the the
0: actual question I feel like is is when they go like, there are three stories, is it like, okay, getting the HM badges is the most important and controls the flow of the game? Or is it? Yeah, let's just say, for example, one of the stories is complete your Pokedex. Can I actually do that without doing the other two stories? And I'm going to probably say no, just like I think if they're saying one of the stories is the treasure hunt. I'm sure you have to get eight gym badges to, like, finish that treasure hunt plotline.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I'm concerned about how they're going to interact and what, if you can actually complete one storyline without doing the main point of Pokemon, which is gym badges. Like, I'm very curious how true they are on the you can take on any storyline that you want at any time. Because I have a feeling you can't actually complete them until you've done, the gym, challenge. Right.
0: Just like and and I mean, you couldn't really complete your Pokedex until, after you defeated the yeah. to- totem Pokemon and legends or whatever. Yeah, they're not totem. I can't remember what they're called. Trial, not trial. Noble. Nobles, yeah, the nobles.
1: Nobles, yeah. I, I have yeah, I have questions. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see how it. Will be, but I'm keeping my expectations in check that there is a main plotline and the other two plotlines will be stunted by how far you are in the main plotline. Yeah. Which is doing the gym challenges.
0: I think the the thing I should say, though, because I'm like, it it sounds like Steve's very negative on three plotlines. I I think it's I think it's fine, right? Like there. Yeah, we've gotten to a point in video games where there's like side quests and like mission and like other things to do and like beelines and stuff. I just think they're saying this purely for marketing and nothing more. They're just yeah, like, this is the thing of of like if if you're watching and you're on the fence and they go like, "Oh, we have these vast three stories you can choose from." I it, it's just literally marketing because again, I think Pokémon has always had multiple storylines. Yeah. They're just not like I mean, it, in a menu depends. as like a do you want to do this? Like, do you want to go to this marker or do you want to go to this marker?
1: Yeah. I, I think the difference here, what they're trying to say is unlike previous games where the villain team interrupted the gym section. I think what they're saying here is you can just do all eight gyms and never have to deal with the other ones. But I don't think what they're saying is, you you can complete the other storylines and never have to do, the gym thing. So I think what they're hinting at with that one yes I agree it's mostly marketing but two I think they're saying like you can just you can just burn to end game and start competitive, and not have to deal with the side stuff. I think that's I didn't what think about signaling. that. I think that's what they're signaling with that. because like, well,
0: I, you you know I play a lot of competitive. Yeah and you know that there's like that running joke where if 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 i get matched with somebody and they have the blue and red card and like the v- basic avatar sprite it's like yep. oh you're the person who started yeah. the game up walked outside of your house traded yourself the pokemon you needed and you have not actually seen what this game is about
1: yeah, I mean, I I think that is their signal to competitive folk. You don't have to interact with their story that you don't want to interact with. You ha- you have to do the the main plot line of gym battles, but that is all you're required to do in this game.
0: But, but and to be be fair, that li- that's fine. Like if somebody wants to spend yeah, sixty dollars to just transfer Pokemon in from you know wherever they're getting those Pokemon from, f- friends will say. <laughs> Friends and they want to battle. That's like that. They spent their sixty dollars. They're they're interacting with the game in the way that's and, the most fun to them. That's totally and they're fine.
1: getting a lot out of that game for their sixty dollars. Right? Like that is that is what they do. They they do competitive. So more on them. But but, I, but I if think... if
0: the Pokemon company wants to lower that barrier for competitive yep. and in there's there's this there's this um there's this thing that I think all games do, but in the sense of Pokemon, right? Like you have. You have a delightful, fun, cutesy story where you're catching Pokemon with the hope that they can convince you in being a competitive person or a shiny hunter or do contests, right? Like, they want you to do everything. In On the other side of the fence, if you're only into competitive, they want to, like, push you to say, like, look at all the stuff that we did do that you would also maybe enjoy and yeah. and by maybe like streamlining the eight gyms and like the story fluff out of the way. Yeah. Those people would be then maybe convinced to then explore other options. Yeah. Ideally.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it is marketing. I think it is, Hey, quick, get to competitive, but then also these other things are waiting here for when you maybe just want to take a break from competitive, but you don't have to.
0: They, they have done such a good job. At lowering the barrier for competitive Pokemon, yep. Every game, um, and it's you know it's it's still why. We, it's it's you can hate the Dynamax mechanic, right? There's there's still people out there that like Mega's were the best mechanic, Dynamax is the worst.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> like, love Dynamax.
0: You can you can hate the Dynamax mechanic, but I think the reason why I will still beat the drum that Sword and Shield is is the best competitive format. Not only were there 13 different rule sets at this point, but like. They've just made it so much easier to to get into competitive, to play competitive, to watch competitive, and I, I feel like they don't get enough credit for for that sometimes. Um, and that's okay. That's yeah, that's fine.
1: It's fine. I was right that those uh, pocus stations look like diners. Uh, they seem to be diners. They look, <laughs> they like, they still look like gas stations. Okay. They're gas station diners. They have a hot dog stand on them.
0: Oh, I'm I'm in.
1: It's all I about told myself dogs. I
0: wasn't going to buy these games unless there was hot dogs. Well, wow.
1: I mean, I'm still a zero out of ten because they haven't showed Rosalia yet, so mm. that that's the final factor whether I'm going to buy these games.
0: Speaking of Pokemon, we got three new ones. We got Fido, Pal, Paldean, 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 Paldean,
1: Paldean, Wooper,
0: Paldean. and C Titan. Yep. Where do you want to start?
1: I am so excited for my big love of my life, C Titan. Excuse me. I want Satitan to be my friend forever. You like this Pokemon? Oh my god, it's so awesome. I love it so much. I love it so much. It's so big and chonky and cute.
0: Cute. Do you remember the episode where I was like, I love Cramorant," and you were like, what's wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do, and I still think that. Satitan is amazing. I love Satitan so much. Plus, my boyfriend has Satitan, so... Oh, I you see know. yeah, that makes sense. I really, really, really like the design of satitatan. I think it it can phase a lot in a very unique silhouette, which always to me makes a good Pokemon right like it 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 you can look at it and think, okay, it probably has thick fat as its as its ability. it is clearly bulky, it is clearly an attacker, like they did a really good job at signaling what you think this this thing is gonna be um i'm hoping it has a pre-evolution that we're not seeing but i'll have to be fine if it's just a one and done i i love this pokemon so much um i also love fido
0: i think they showed dreadnought first yeah they did and so i feel like this is the dreadnought there's something yeah, before I feel,
1: it i think it is too yep
0: and i don't think we said this on the the, the main episode um I think Fido would be close to perfect for me if the ability wasn't On Tempo.
1: Yeah, I I have a feeling they are not showing another ability that's going to be unique. Um and they don't want to release that yet. Like it like it almost seems like
0: it should have like Kremi's ability, which is it's like um it's it it just prevents sleep. Uh, uh
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that it doesn't have pickup. So I have a feeling its hidden ability is pickup. But I have a feeling that its second ability has something to do with cooking. Whatever the cooking mechanic will be, having a Fido will make that easier. It may have a, a an ingredient-type pickup where they don't want to release that yet because they do make a big deal about of... I wouldn't say big deal, but fermenting things in its vicinity using yeast in its breath. So I have a feeling, like, it does have a, a, an alternate ability and that has something to do with cooking. Um, I really like the design, uh, but I feel like this is the Yamper and that I'll like its evolved form better like I did with... Because Bolton is the best dog. And, but also, Fairy is food now, so...
0: Yeah, Fairy is apparently just...
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be... Every team should have a ham and cheese sandwich. So we need Fido, LeChonk, Whatever the cheese Pokemon that we haven't seen yet, and then another Fido on your team.
0: Not to get like too off topic, but I saw the like, you know, the YouTube channel. Did you know gaming? Yeah, And they do like a lot of research, and then they make these like twenty minute YouTube videos about specific games or like the history of games, yep. which I think is really yeah. interesting. Um, and they just did one recently on uh, like Ruby and Sapphire, your favorite games. And
1: my favorite game. Uh,
0: you know, I watch. I I watch a lot of these, and I like just shake my head of like, yep, know that, yep, uh huh, yep, heard that before, yep. Y- I feel like uh, didn't everyone know this? Like, but you know, right? They're, they're trying to reach yeah. like a general, broader video game audience. But the one thing that stood out to me in that recent episode, because like I was, I, I, I knew most of what they were saying in the Ruby and Sapphire episode, was that they purposely made Blaziken to like push the line on what they could get away with with Pokemon. Oh, yeah. So they, they did lean heavily into the humanoid Pokemon and then worked backwards for Torchic. And they sincerely thought that players would evolve Torchic, be unhappy with Blaziken, and then put Blaziken in the PC. And they sincerely thought that Blaziken would be the first starter that would get boxed. Like, I don't like you anymore. That
1: was true in my state. (laughs) I did box it because I did not like it.
0: But as it turns out, a lot of people like Blaziken. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so it's funny
0: because I look at Fido differently. Not in like, not like dramatically differently, but it's funny how fairy type has become this food thing. And it makes me think, like they tried one food Pokemon, and then they were like, "Let's try another food Pokemon, and let's try another food Pokemon." And now it's just we just accept that there's a lot of Pokemon that are just based off food now. Yeah, just yep. like Blaziken was kind of the first, like pushing the line of like really, really being humanoid, and now we just have like Incineroar and <laughs> Greninja. Yeah, and
1: I mean they're o- they're always going to increment it, and it's not like they didn't get pushback, like. There's a lot of people who don't like Vanillite, but there's a lot of people who do. Yeah? Um, I, I think... As
0: much as like people will be yeah. like, I hate Trubbish, you are remembering a Gen 5 Pokemon because no one is saying, like, yeah. I, I hate Swanna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who hate Swanna. Uh, yeah, I think Fido is... I think also Fido is an acceleration of how close can we resemble food? Because... El Cremi was still vaguely whipped cream. It was there, but it was also vaguely humanoid. Like this is a bunch of bagels stuck together. Somebody will make this on a YouTube channel in Somebody's about probably already a week. Did. Somebody already did. Like here, I've I've made a uh, bread out of, that looks like Fido. I, yeah, I I I think it's super super cute. I'm not wowed by Pel Day and Hooper, <laughs> but I, it's fine.
0: I think the most interesting thing is it keeps its ability of water absorb.
1: Yeah, I, I think that is good.
0: So you're taking, um, I think, you know, you yeah. had a water ground Pokemon with water absorb. You probably wouldn't use water anyways against it because it is water. Right. So now you're taking a ground poison and you're giving it a, at least a can be about ground is, is weak to water and this sucks yeah. up the water. So that, that that's pretty yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am immensely curious if there's a Paldean Quagsire, or if it evolves into something completely different. Mm,
0: yes, I was thinking that too.
1: So I, I want to see what that next step is, or if it's a step and a step. Is this the or is this Zigzagoon?
0: The, yeah, the Zigzagoon situation, where we get yeah, the Quagsire, and then we get something after it.
1: Something after that. So I, I'm curious. The design's okay. It's, you know, it's brown. I, I, the little, I like to say about it.
0: bones and some of the like yeah. gills. I thought that was cute.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a solid design. It's a solid regional form. I'll say that.
0: Okay, gimmick time.
1: Ugh. Ter- I am
0: not terrestrial. I'm not into the, this. Ter- the the worst word ever. You thought terrestrial? M- you thought Baynet night and Mall wild night and Kanga scan <laughs> and Sable night.
1: You thought those names are bad. You thought Regice was bad. Well, Terrestrialize and Terrestrialization are here. And I... I'm not a fan. Is it the hats? It's the hats. <laughs> it's the fact that it looks like they just slapped Lumiere on the head of a Pokemon and said, we're done. You don't like the um, Persian with the ring pop on his head? No. So the thing is, I I love that they made it accessible, right? Like you can't rely only on color. So they put something. My problem is that it all looks like Lego pieces because those flowers are literally flowers that you use in Lego. It's a ring pop. They just feel too cartoony for me. I would um, I would rather have it be like
0: the You know how the Mega Symbols showed up to their name? Yeah, I would rather just have like a symbol show up next to their name, and then like let or, them still be crystallized. I but what without I was the hoping
1: hat. is that you know they built all those symbols in Arceus for all the types that are very good. They used them again in that Times Square thing. And it was all you know, the eighteen types or around that square in tiles. What I was hoping is they would have crystals, and then that that symbol would appear above their head, right? That they would just keep that symbol. Or that symbol would appear on their chest. Or wherever the crystallization came from. The water looks like a weird jester's hat. They just look... They look too cartoony for me. And I i i don't like it. I love that raids are back. Uh, I'm very curious about how close to real time this is. Like... You don't have to wait for your people. That means, but you have to wait for something. Like there's got to be a cooldown. You can't just sit there and spam flamethrower. No game does that. Not, not even Masters does that. It still goes into an order. So I'm curious what that is going to. Be. But overall, I'm like, okay. I would like it better if it wasn't for the crowns. I I, I think the crowns look s- silly.
0: Yes. A million percent.
1: I agree more with you that they are absolutely controlling both aspects of the Terra types that Pokemon can be. I I don't think out in the wild you will find like competitive ideal terrestrial types. I, think, I have a feeling those are going to be locked into raids, and I have a feeling they're going to release certain ones at certain times. I think
0: um because they said they said most will be found in raids or the the way they word it is pretty much like raids or distributions are the guaranteed ways to get the like rare types, right? They already, they already came out and said flying Pikachu is only through a distribution. You will not find a flying Pikachu anywhere in the rest of the game.
1: The only thing I can see them doing is making it a rare chance on a brilliant type Pokemon. I, so how we had brilliant before that that you would knock out 500 or whatever same as shiny hunting and then you have a very low chance of getting some specific types in brilliant pokemon.
0: I this wasn't brought up on the episode cuz I didn't really think about it. Um, but what about two types? So let's let's use wooper for example. Right. It's it's uh, ground po- poison ground Those are both its common types. So is it like 50 50 when you catch a whooper that, oh, this one's ground uh, or this one's poison? And if you cannot change terror types because they didn't say that there's a way to change it. And
1: yeah, that's coming in the DLC. If you, I'll call it right now. (laughs) If you, if you get
0: a shiny whooper. That happens to be poison, and you're like, ah! But the water, the the ground one would have been significantly better competitively. That seems weird, but like not the biggest deal. You've still got no. a shiny, um, yeah. But is but how how is that being determined in the overworld, right? Like that's very simple yeah. for you know, like a Fido. Most wild, oh, I would assume that all wild Fidos have the fairy type ring pop on its head because it's only fairy type. And then if you wanted yep. the, the fire ring pop on your head for Fido, you got to get it in the fire Terra raid. Who's to say that raid even exists?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that shiny hunting, it, it, it is another factor for dual types that nature and ability are. And we have control over those two. So I have full confidence that later you will have control to switch between their two types to to, to solve. Because I, I think there is going to be a competitive advantage. I do think that it is possible that for dual types, there will be an item at the end for like 50 BP that allows you to switch to its other common Terra type. Um, so if you got if you caught a ground and you wanted poisoned, there would be the same as an ability capsule cost. Yeah. to switch that terror type, I I think that is possible. I think that for certain non competitive types that you may be able to find alternative terror types in Brilliant Pokemon or whatever it's going to be out in the wild once you've defeated five hundred or a thousand or whatever bar they put as another hunting thing. But I do agree that. It is going to be very controlled and it would be very much controlled in raid battles because they are not they're not sort of being willy nilly about competitive anymore. They're not sort of like anything goes. I think they are hardcore testing and improving. Yes, And controlling these things is vital to testing. Yes. I mean, they literally made a Pokemon. That Pokemon's name is
0: Urshifu strictly to mess up competitive. Yeah. Not to like mess it up and like, we don't know what they're doing. Like, e- right. like, everything that Urshifu did was to counter common competitive plays. Too many people are protecting. Guess what Urshifu does? Goes through right. protect. Yeah. Too many people are setting up light screens or reflects or or uh, powering up their Pokemon by stalling out with like shell armor. Guess what Urshifu does? Always yeah. crits. Yep. We're going to give Ershifu Sucker Punch. We're going to give them Aqua Chet. We're going to give them, (laughs) like, I, I, it, it does circle back to, like, the X and Y era of battling, where it didn't really seem like, it seemed like they, they were very optimistic to try stuff, but they, they were in a format where the games didn't let them tweak or change, like, like. Talonflame yeah. was broken. Broken. In broken X and Y. From what everybody says, yeah. And they had to fix it in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. Um, nothing really seemed terribly broken that I can recall in Sword and Shield. Uh, you you could maybe argue Zacian. Um, and Zacian is incredibly powerful, but, um, you know, as Zacian has existed, Calyrex and Glastrier are. Or Calyrex in general has has come more into focus and really like if anything is like Kyogre and Groudon are still the two most dominant legendary Pokemon that (laughs) like consistently see competitive play in every single generation and then like Xerneas was incredibly strong and powerful throughout its introduction in X and Y and Dynamax itself just kind of ruin xerneas like xerneas didn't adapt to that format like everyone thought Um, xerneas was going to be good and dynamax was actually a bad thing for xerneas
1: um i also will say that you in the podcast had mentioned like the recharge time and i think that is also their way of saying you can you can terrestrialize Mm -hmm. one pokemon in a battle in a competitive battle like everything can, but only one. You you'll choose one, and then your orb has to recharge. I think they say that it.
0: So they're they're you know if you're looking for just pure data on Pokemon. dot com, you're like clicking links inside links. It's like, yeah, it does say that somewhere, but I don't have the exact wording. But they pretty much say like once you terastalize, um, that Pokemon will stay that until it faints which is the same yeah, thing
1: but i as think I, but i but i also think that there, when they when they talk about it, it has to recharge because it says terra Orb terrestrialized pokemon which will need to recharge after each use is them saying you you choose one in battle and in competitive and that one is going to stay that way and you can't do multiples i think that's also signifying like you get one like you got one dynamax you'll get one pokemon to terrestrialize in a battle so
0: choose one. Yeah, and Megas were like that too. You could have all yeah. five, six Pokemon have a mega stone, but only once one yeah, uses it, the other ones are useless.
1: Yeah, I do think they needed to put that in there to re... and say like, you get to choose one, and then it has to recharge. Raids are coming back. Love it. Love it. I liked raids. I, I thought they were fun. Um, the bat... and having a time limit makes an attacking seamlessly. I... Need more info about what you mean. Because I have a feeling that they may be implementing a cooldown system because that's literally what every MMO does, right? It's uh... like you hit a move and then it has it has a countdown.
0: Yeah, and like hyper beam is like a 60 second countdown and bubble yeah. beam is a 10 second countdown, right?
1: Yeah, or three seconds or whatever. Um, because it's weird that when you think about things like priority moves, in a real time battle, where it's attacking seamlessly, what does what a do priority moves do? Well, like, we've learned in Legends
0: of... Arceus that <laughs> if you uh, agile style quick attack, your opponent just never gets a turn.
1: That's right. fun, right? And I have a feeling it may be something like that. Like, uh, priority moves allow have, like move make things cool down faster. I don't know. I, I I'm. Interested for sure, I I just need to see if in practice it's actually fun. <laughs> I I'm, raid's coming
0: back is is the biggest W for me like yeah. for sure because I I think I, playing with other people and yeah. just the premise of four verse one is, is is really great. Uh, it the real time whatever no turn is I'm like I, I don't know if. I care for that or if I want that kind of like the same way. um Do you remember when they showed off Dynamax adventure and they were not clear how that worked? Yeah. And, and then what it ad- ended up being was like this overview, like very static, like, Pick left or right. Like you didn't yeah. explore the cave. You didn't explore, which no. they I felt like maybe maybe I misunderstood, but when they first showed that off, it was like, Oh, I get to explore a cave with my three other friends, and at the end we get a legendary Pokemon.
1: Yeah. And then you and you don't. You get to choose a path roughly. Yeah, right. Like you get
0: the, you get a legendary Pokemon, but you're not exploring a cave. Uh-huh. You're left or right.
1: Left or right. Um that's it left 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 right and i'm actually
0: surprised more people didn't complain about that like because i i was like i thought we were like walking through a cave together and like thematically i guess we are
1: yeah (laughs) it's tough right like I, i i think people went into that with very low expectations and that was probably for the best
0: did we miss anything? That's kind of everything.
1: Uh, we missed our legendaries, because oh. I have a theory. Okay. Because you all talked about what happens if you trade away your legendary.
0: Yeah, and somebody, somebody I, DM'd me and was like, oh, Latios, Latias, in, in Auras.
1: I think you'll get the non-box legendary as your right Pokemon at the start, and the treasure, the one you catch, is the box Pokemon at the end.
0: Oh, or vice versa.
1: Or vice versa.
0: Yeah, that probably... Some, didn't they do that in black and white, where the, yep. the the box Pokemon isn't the one you actually catch?
1: Yeah, yep. <laughs> so I have a feeling they may do that again, that you get the box Pokemon as your ride, and you catch the other one at the end, or you get the non one as you ride and catch the box Pokemon at the end. I have a very strong feeling that's how they're handling
0: that. I would be very upset if I picked Violet and I got Koridon until I saw Koridon run on his legs and not his wheel what? and then why? I was back why? I was back is- in. I was I like I was
1: out. I'm like, why are you running? Use your wheels. I'm very Use in- your wheels. I'm very into him using his legs. <laughs> oh it's a titan love my forever love but i i don't know why you'd be surprised mammoth swine is one of my all-time favorites i love my big chunky ice boys
0: that's yeah okay yeah yeah when you say mammoth swine that makes i'm just i just associate like dogs or flower pokemon with you so that's why it's a titan I, that me
1: that is also fair <laughs> mammoth swine is up there see for me I it's mean, easy You could be like, have always been rosalia Mamoswine and Sableye. Like those are my top three and have been forever.
0: For me, you could just be like, is this Pokemon derpy? Yes. Alright, Steve so <laughs> probably. One
1: thousand percent, yes. What is the derpy bird Pokemon of this? Gosh, you? That's I, the real question. Yeah. I, I, it's probably gonna be some form of albatross, maybe. I don't know. I'm
0: worried what's getting cut and what's not, but to Look, be fair, we again, haven't we haven't seen Mimikyu and They're pretty popular. I'm not surprised with any of the starters. I posted that graphic of, like, here are the returning Pokemon so far, and none of them have starters, which is, like, that's not surprising to me. That's Um, not surprising. But, like, Mimikyu not making the cut would be really, really surprising. um, For sure.
1: I I will say, if Roselia doesn't make the cut in Spain, which is known for roses, I'm gonna be real mad. (laughs) I'm gonna be real, real mad, and I'm gonna lower... My review across all platforms.
0: That's why you hated Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, right? No Roselia. One thousand (laughs) percent. All right, I think
1: I think we can stop there. I mean,
0: like we can. I'm sure there'll be more information or things we missed forever. Yeah,
1: but um, I overall, I'm very excited. It did what it needed to do. I want to learn more. That that was a good direct in my book. It gave you enough to be excited and be like, hmm, how are they going to do this? And that to me is a successful
0: all right we'll we'll be back on monday greg is at white wing on twitter i'm at dragging a lake on twitter thank you for supporting i hope you enjoyed the bonus podcast we'll try to sneak another one out uh this month but uh this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are
1: super effective